Star Wars 7x7 episode 1296 today. We're going to go a little bit longer today because we've got a lot to talk about. The final trailer for the final half of the final season of Star Wars Rebels was dropped yesterday. And there's some major reveals in it, including the return of a fantastic villain voiced by the original actor, Punch Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and let's talk about the big takeaways from the final trailer for the final half of the final season of Star Wars Rebels. There is a lot to discuss in a short amount of time. And so, yeah, let's get to it. First of all, let's talk about the fact that the video for it is two and a half minutes long, but more than half of it is flashback. It isn't until we get to one minute and 21 seconds in before we get new stuff. And we only get 58 seconds of new stuff. You know what? I'll take what I can get, but, you know, always wanting more. They've got a lot of cards that they want to play close to their chest, I believe. But Dave Filoni has said that the reason why they went with the flashback aspect of things was really to highlight the major moments of Ezra's journey and to remind us all that this is ultimately a story about Ezra Bridger and him finding his way in the universe, in the larger galaxy, finding his place within it. So there's your first top takeaway. The second top takeaway is the cutting of Kanan's hair. Now, supposedly, according to legend, the cutting of hair is supposed to signify dramatic life-altering change. And certainly that's the case, I guess, in the samurai realm, too, where they are rejecting the samurai way and often going you know, into, I guess, the priesthood is one thing I read online or becoming a peasant. But Kanan is definitely not necessarily doing either one of those things from what we see of him in the trailer. Like when he goes to rescue Hera, he does not mess around at all. And you get the idea that possibly the cutting of the hair has to do with him maybe even going so far as to just renege on the idea of the Jedi Code. It's one thing to force push a stormtrooper into a wall and knock him out or have to kill a stormtrooper because it's self-defense. It's another to cut a floor out from under one stormtrooper and have him fall from a great height and another to force throw a stormtrooper out a window again to fall from a great height. He is not messing around when it comes to Hera. And it puts me in mind of Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Duchess Satine of Mandalore and how he once said to her that if she'd only asked him to leave the Jedi Order that he would have, which was a lame move on Obi-Wan Kenobi's part. But (laughs) be that as it may, this is rather the opposite. This is Kanan saying, I know what matters to me and this whole Jedi thing, feh, you know, I'm doing what I need to do to take care of the woman I love. But here's the thing. I know there's only 58 seconds of new footage in this trailer and there's more than two hours of episodes to go. So, yeah, there's no way they can show us nearly everything. Not that they even would. But 
so far it looks like the rescue of Hera is pretty straightforward and simple, and yet, because Thrawn is involved, it's definitely not going to be. And the appearance of Rook, who is Thrawn's bodyguard and assassin, when he shows up and he is fighting Hera and Kanan, then yeah, that tells me that Thrawn basically let it be easy for Hera to be rescued because he had other plans in mind. And that plays into the fourth top takeaway, which is the fact that those are the only spots in which we see Kanan in this trailer. Now, again, doesn't mean anything. It's one minute out of two hours plus of episodes that we still have to go through. But, but... There are no shots of Kanan with all the battles that are happening out in the wilds of Lethal between the Ghost crew and the assembled rebels and the Imperials showing up there. And whatever is happening inside this world between worlds, it's all to do with Ezra and apparently not to do with Kanan. So on the one hand, yeah, generally speaking, Dave Filoni, not a big fan of killing off his major characters, but... On the other hand, if there was anybody on the Ghost Crew who's going to get killed by the end of this series, it's Kanan. He has to be the number one candidate for it. All right, the fifth thing is an expansion of this world between worlds business. Now, there was some very strange and as yet unexplained, mysterious realm that the Rebels passed through to get away from the Empire and they went through what seems to have been a world between worlds to get to the other side of the planet. Well, it looks like we're going to spend more time in there and learn more about it because we see a couple of different shots from there. One of them with Ezra discovering a convor, which is an owl-like creature and later on encountering a mural that shows the ones, the Mortis gods from the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars, the daughter and the son and the father and the ones that keep balance in the Force and all that stuff. So we're about to get deep and mysterious into the Force in these final episodes of Star Wars Rebels, which is super exciting. And the Convor, of course, is something that suggests the presence of Ahsoka Tano, whether in Convor form or whether she will actually appear in real life form. That's something else entirely, but everybody's freaking out about the Convor and whether that means we're going to get Ahsoka back somehow. So that obviously remains to be seen. There is also a Convor sitting perched on the shoulder of the daughter in that sort of mural, almost stained glassy looking depiction of the ones of those incredible Force users. And so, yeah, I think we're going to get some very cool stuff there. And the sixth thing, the sixth takeaway, also has to do with this world between worlds thing because, or at least I believe it does, because it looks like Ezra is in this place when he encounters the Emperor around all of that blue flame in there. And we get to hear... Ezra Bridger, mine at last. And it is, in fact, Ian McDiarmid. He has come back to play the Emperor. So all of those uh, uh, rumors and uh, you know questions about is he going to come back and do something for The Last Jedi or anything like that? Well, it's really interesting when you think about it because, of course, he's saying no, no, no. But probably by the time he was being rumored to have anything to do with The Last Jedi, it was probably not too far around the times where he was actually recording his voice work for this final season of Rebels. So someone must have been on to something about that. But be that as it may, we get 
the emperor involved. And if he's involved, then number one, I guess it's the biggest boss battle you could possibly have for rebels by facing the emperor. And number two, something big is going on on Lothal, something hugely major if the emperor is getting involved in this as well and taking an interest in what is happening. But there's even something bigger to consider about it. And that's the fact that whatever the rebels are up to on Lothal, we have to keep in mind that the battle at Scarif in Rogue One was the first major victory of any kind by the rebellion against the Empire. And so ultimately we could be looking at a super downer of an ending for Star Wars Rebels. It may not end well for these characters because of the fact that they never had that major victory until Scarif. Of course, you could argue the point of what constitutes a major victory and what doesn't. So maybe they could still pull out something victorious, even if it isn't falling under the category of a major victory that the Alliance can build on or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. It feels like they could actually go south a little bit on some of this. So those are six top takeaways from the final trailer for the final half of the final season of Star Wars Rebels. But there is one other top takeaway that's related to the release of the trailer, and I will share that with you in a moment. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, so one thing we haven't talked about yet is the number of episodes and their titles and their release dates and whatnot. So the seventh and final top takeaway is to share that with you because they have told us how it's all going to end. It is starting up again on Monday, February 19th, and it will go three Mondays, the 19th, the 26th, and the 5th. And those first two will be back-to-back episodes, just like it was in the first half of the season. And the last day, Monday, March 5th, they will actually do 90 minutes worth of episodes. And here are your titles, Jedi Knight and Doom, that's D-U-M-E, and that's in all caps. Those two episodes are coming on February 19th. Then February 26th, Wolves and a Door and A World Between Worlds. Those are the two episodes on that date. And finally, on March 5th, we have A Fool's Hope, which is the first episode. And then it looks like we have a two-parter episode, which is Family Reunion and Farewell. There's a dash there, Family Reunion dash and Farewell. And based on the episode titles and what we saw in the trailer, it seems like those first two episodes, Jedi Knight and Doom, are going to deal with the rescue of Hera and the confrontation with Rook and maybe it not going so well for Kanan as a result. That would be really crazy, but certainly possible. And then the next two episodes, which would be Wolves and Adore and A World Between Worlds, could certainly have to do with Ezra and his time in this place out of time and space. 
Now, it's especially intriguing that he has his Stormtrooper armor on, so it suggests that chances are he's going to be in Stormtrooper armor for the rescue of Hera, and that whatever this transition is, is going to happen very shortly thereafter, like before he can get out of costume and get back into something more comfortable, as it were. So those two additional episodes, Wolves and a Door and A World Between Worlds, seem to be all about that and also about Ezra figuring out that Emperor Palpatine has taken an interest in the situation for things as well. And then we get to the last episodes of A Fool's Hope and Family Reunion and Farewell. And it certainly looks like a lot of the action could be taking place in those three episodes. All of the Empire's attacking of in and around the Jedi Temple area with all the rebels there and the ghost crew trying to get out of there safely. And those scenes also including the likes of Hondo Onaka, who's getting involved again, and Ketsu, the other Mandalorian gal, and the return of Gregor and Wolf along with Rex from the Clone Wars. It seems like the band is all getting back together for one last mission, and that mission is to do what they can to get the Empire to leave Lethal. So it's going to be a question as to whether they do, and certainly Thrawn's orbital bombardment on Lethal City, <laughs> that doesn't bode well for the whole situation. But what's potentially worse is the fact that we haven't seen the Emperor in quote-unquote real life. We've seen him inside this world between worlds, and what's really fascinating about that is that the Emperor in other media has been depicted as somebody who is deeply interested in exploring the lore of the Force, and so it makes sense that he would show up in a place like this, but I don't know if he is just doing it via mental projection as well, or somehow there's an actual physical danger for Ezra while he's in there from Palpatine. That does not seem to be the case, though, because one of the things that Felonia said about Emperor Palpatine is that he is more of an insidious enemy, that he's more interested in breaking down your emotions and desires and playing to your wants and your greediness instead of having you think about the greater good and all the people that you're trying to protect and that sort of thing. But circling back to the scenes with Hondo and Ketsu and Wolf and Gregor and Rex and whatnot, you know, I pointed out the fact that Kanan isn't involved in those scenes, but Ezra isn't either. And what's more is that there is a very blink-and-you'll-miss-it shot where it looks like Sabine is kicking through a window or something like that, and she's holding a green lightsaber, very likely to be Ezra's lightsaber, because how many of those are kicking around right now? But he does have it in that last shot where you see the wolves behind him, which is really cool, but for some reason he didn't have it for some period of time because Sabine had it and was using it. And, you know, funnily enough, I think I've officially abused the notion of seven top takeaways here. But, yeah, matching up the episode titles to the events that we saw in the trailer really kind of open up things for further discussion. So I would love to hear your thoughts about this at Facebook at facebook.com slash SW7X7 or just search Star Wars 7X7 on your Facebook app. And drop a post on the post for this episode, if you will. And that is going to do it for my look at the mid-season trailer for the final half of the final season of Star Wars Rebels Season 4. And I want to say thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before your scopes go dead and you start the landing cycle, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a slimy mud hole, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.